Life After the LC On Beat It is time for this evening's Life After the LC segment where every single Tuesday we chat to uh, Mr. Jack Deacon from Wexford. He is also part of spunout.ie and uh, he joins me over on the phone via Zoom tonight. Jack, how are you? Hey Debbie, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, good. It's been a bit of a dreary week so far with the weather, hasn't it? Bit of a miserable day, dark day Mm. yesterday. I don't know what it was. Um, I, I, I felt a bit like low energy as well because of it, but a bit more peppy today <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good no, trying no. to hold off for a nice sunny day but I think we'll be waiting a while for that anyway I'm just looking at the barbecue at the window just gone you're gonna you're, it, ha- it has to happen sometime there's gonna be a sunny evening at some point <laughs> we will get one more weekend this summer we definitely <laughs> I, yeah I'm putting my faith in that yeah exactly um, last week we were chatting about um, moving out of the house for the first time of course um, everybody is kind of focusing on college of course and um, it's the 23rd of June now, so it's coming back into the minds. We've had a couple of weeks off of the leaving cert, but now it's going, OK, what's next and moving into the next chapter? And uh, last week we were talking about the idea of finding an apartment and finding a room to rent as you head into college. Um, we're going to talk about when you have the actual place that you're going to be living for the following year tonight. And um, I suppose the first thing is, once you have your apartment, your room or the house that you're going to rent for the year, what should you check before moving in? It's a good question. Um, and I suppose firstly, to kind of acknowledge that um, the timelines are a bit weird this year in mm-hmm. terms of when if we know when the college is going to start. But um, it's, it is good to kind of start looking now um, if you don't have a place sorted. Most people wouldn't at this point, but it's good to start looking and kind of figuring out where you might uh, be putting up shop or, or, or living when you do get to the stage of college. Um, firstly, um, and I suppose we kind of said we've already got it, but make sure that you firstly understand where your your money's going when you're when you are paying rent. Um, if we're talking about kind of an off-campus accommodation situation here, understand where the money's going, making sure you kind of get a receipt for your deposit at the start and making sure that you understand the terms of your lease. So making sure that you're really clear um, about you know, things like what happens if one of your housemates leaves? Are you responsible for their rent? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who's responsible for getting a new person? Is it the landlord? Is it you? Um, so kind of being clear on those things before before they become an issue, I suppose. This is most likely the first legal contract that a lot of people around the country are signing for the very first time. So it's just to be aware of what are your rights and what are you signing? Exactly, yeah. And it's your name going on it. It's not it's not anyone else's. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely your name and you will be responsible for the for it and and, and uh, making sure that you understand what's in it is really, really key. So like there's you can ask lots of people's advice, you know, often student unions will offer kind of welfare officers will be able to guide you on that. Or threshold are really good to contact our citizens information as well if you have specific questions about a terms on a lease. Yeah. Let's talk about um, the idea of what you were saying of, say, for example, if one flatmate leaves, because if you're going into first year of college, um, there is that doubt of some people might defer the year, they might leave um, to go to a different course and they might end up going to a different county and you may be living with them and then there's a house, there's a room free in there. Um, looking at who is going to be responsible for finding the new person, that is a concern for many people. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a, it's a key, it's a key kind of thing to figure out beforehand. Often with on-campus accommodation, you know, you don't really have to worry about that. You're just paying for 
for your room and, and the access of the common area, really. Um, but with the off-campus accommodation, when you're dealing with just like a private landlord, um, it often is up to you to cover the rent, you know, um, of the of the overall place. And it's, it's a situation where you're pooling your money and mm-hmm. paying that in bulk to the landlord. And um, so often that situation, you know, if one person leaves, the landlord will, will still expect the same amount of rent coming into um, the their account the next month, regardless of who's there, because they signed a lease, you know, unless they've given 30 days notice. Um, and all these kind of different considerations, there's so many variants of of, of setups in, in those regards in terms of the contract. So just important to be clear on that. Another thing to look out for um, is that um, if you're signing a nine-month lease or a 12-month lease, so um, an academic year is obviously not the full year, it's September to May. So, and if, but if you're signing a, a 12-month lease um, to make sure that, um, you know, you're ready to, to live there for the summer, if, and, or if not, making sure that the landlord and you are at an understanding about that and that you are signing the, the lease in, in kind of good faith and, or uh, in a way that suits, is set up for a nine-month period. Yeah. And before we had um, last week, when we were talking about moving in for the first time, we kind of brushed past the idea of when you are moving in, first of all, it's very important to double check everything that is in the apartment, in the room or in the house to make sure that you know exactly where everything is, what the condition of everything is. um, And you're suggesting to take photos. Yeah, absolutely. Take photos and um, make a list of what's there, you know, in terms of what's in the drawers, cutlery wise and delf wise and old plates and all that kind of stuff. Um, what furniture's in the room and um, what you what you essentially got with the house um, first off um, so that the landlord is not coming back. So, you know, maybe there was something in there when they set up that apartment three years ago. And then when you finish up, they're expecting to see something and it mm-hmm. hasn't been there from when you started. You're not responsible for that. Yeah. Um, so making sure that everything's recorded, first of all, and that you share that with the landlord. Um, or if you're expecting some, something to be there and it's not, bringing that up with the landlord as well. Take photos of all the of all the rooms, any detail uh, you need to take photos of, like any damage on the walls or any damage to furniture. Take a photo of that and record it um, and share it with the landlord Um in terms of at the start of your tenancy to make sure that it's all kind of above board and mm-hmm. um, check for signs of, of dampness, you know, make sure there's um, a fire blanket or fire extinguishers there um, and obviously notify the landlord of any repairs that need to take place um, ideally before you move in, but definitely like within your first week. Yeah. A very, um, I was reading one of the articles over on spunout.ie and it was talking about um, a very, very wise action to take when you are moving in and that's ensure your valuable valuable belongings because I remember back when I lived in Spain in 2013 I believe um, a couple of months in my bike was robbed and it was something that I was like didn't register in my head that that would have happened that there would have been the worry of anything like that happening and straight away you're going oh my god there's another bill there's another thing and something very that you wouldn't even think about of when you're moving into a different place other than your family home is to ensure your family, your valuable belongings because something could happen. It mightn't, it most likely won't, but you have to have that insurance just in case. Absolutely. And insuring your belongings doesn't just cover, um, often doesn't just cover them being stolen or being damaged on in the apartment. It can cover it wherever, you know, if you drop it or if you if it does get stolen on campus or if something happens to it otherwise, you know, it's it's a really, really good idea to get stuff insured, especially stuff like laptops and 
and bikes and and more more expensive pieces. Um, it's a great idea if your budget can allow it. Mm. Let's chat a little bit about um, some of the tenants' rights then and duties as you are heading into your very first legal contract then. Sure. Um, I suppose when it comes to a contract, you know, or a lease, it is a contract and you, by signing it, you are agreeing to things and the landlord are agreeing to things. Um, you have you have rights and responsibilities and the landlord has rights and responsibilities and duties. Um, so it's a, it's a two-way thing. Uh, it's not just you're signing this and this is what the landlord has to do for you and you just get to, um, you know, sit back and relax. You do have to pay your bills. Um, there's, an, you know, there's, there's usually things a contract about, you know, all the details about damaging the walls or putting mm-hmm. nails into the walls and little smaller stuff like that. Um, stuff about... Uh, the landlord being allowed to enter only with your permission, making sure that, you know, you know your rights around that. Um, they should arrange a suitable time uh, to do that. And also um, in terms of making sure that uh, you have to respect your neighbours and there are laws, of course, in place around noise, but um, and that you also have to pay your bills as well. You know, you're signing, yes. you're signing saying, I'm going to pay these bills. Um, so you are duty bound and contract bound to pay those, to pay those bills. It's, um, obviously there there might be circumstances where you might come upon difficult circumstances and I'll always just mm-hmm. chat to the landlord it's always better to kind of solve that between you and the landlord but if there if you do need support there is stuff out there or supports out there to help you and as I said just communicate with the landlord around that they'll usually try and manage it and, and work with you to, to manage those bills as well. Yeah, exactly. Because not to be like a negative Nelly, but sometimes uh, things don't go your way when you're going um, and renting a place. Like, for example, um, we're okay kind of with the rent increase at the moment because um, there there are um, laws in place against that as well. But um, sometimes, as you said, there's trouble paying rent, uh, given notice as well. If there is a lot of problems, it mightn't be uh, your fault that something has happened in the apartment block or something, but you might be given notice. And um, of course, you mentioned as well, landlords uh, entering without permission. So what kind of uh, sources, resources online would you go for um, moments like that that happen when you're renting? Absolutely. So, I mean, the number one support when it comes to housing um, and renting accommodation in Ireland would be Threshold. Um, So they have a a call line um, and uh, also MABs are a great support when it comes to financial support and also citizens information. Um, So that's threshold.ie, citizensinfo.ie and mabs.ie are all great supports when it comes to accommodation. Um, your right around rent increases, you know, once you begin renting a property, your rent is set uh, for the first 24 months um, and then your landlord can request a rent review after that. Um, another thing to kind of keep in mind is that uh, the laws around part four uh, tenancy or part four tenure. So once you're in a property for six months, you have the right to remain there for a further three and a half years um, subject to obviously um, keeping in line with the contract, but mm. that is a that is a piece of, and uh, that is your right. Um, it's called Part Four tenancy, and it kind of guarantees your rights to to have a security of accommodation. Yeah, because that's something that you wouldn't actually be that aware of up until um, you're told. So that is a really good point to, um, to come across. Exactly. Yeah. So you just have to kind of notify. It, it, you'll usually sign a year contract, but yeah. after that, often. The landlord won't approach you to assign to to sign a further contract, but it's it's good to know that 
um, you have the right to, to, to rent for a mm. further three and a half years after the first six months. It's good to just notify the landlord of your kind of intention to, to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great, it's, it's a handy one to know. And it's, it's a good one to know if, um, if you're, if you intend on staying there further. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to be there, there is a possibility of staying as well throughout your college time. Um, talking of that, Jack, so obviously you moved out uh, when you went from Wexford up to Dublin. Um, was, how was it the first time that you moved out? It was an interesting one. I actually went to Limerick from Wexford oh, originally wow. and went to, went to University of Limerick. Um, my first year, I stayed in on-campus accommodation, actually. Mm. And uh, I thought it was, a, it was a good option for me at the time. I didn't know much people from my school going to the University of Limerick. So it kind of offered me a chance to kind of get to know lots of different people. Um, it's, it's difficult to find or it's more difficult to find, I'd say, off-campus accommodation when you're, when you're not searching with one or two people. Um, but for the following three years after that, I think I did off campus in various different places. Yeah. Um, most of them are fine. Um, and, you know, I, I preferred the off campus accommodation. It felt a li- it, it was it was uh, better value or, or kind of cheaper as such. But mm-hmm. you obviously didn't get the the common appliance or the common um, resources like the you're not near as near to your lecture halls. You don't have the kind of laundry uh, yeah. facilities built in you might be close to the I was really close to like the sports hall and the gym in Limerick so that was really nice as well um, so again pros and cons but uh, the thing that I found was just yeah it's much easier to to search for off-campus accommodation when you are in kind of a group or two or three or four and um, rather than looking by yourself and trying to link in with people maybe on Facebook groups and stuff like that yeah it's, it's a bit more difficult I know I suppose like obviously when the two of us are talking usually it's about getting the fact that it's straight and getting these are your rights and everything but it's good to hear from a personal experience too of saying like something like a Facebook group is possible if you are moving on your own to it doesn't even have to be University of Limerick it can be any college um, around the country and places like Facebook are actually a great place to go to find people that are in that common moment as well of going oh crap I'm heading over to a place that I don't know and I'm on my own help exactly yeah another great resource uh, often the students unions will have like online notice boards or even physical notice boards um, although they're not really that accessible at the minute mm. but um, with people looking to kind of uh, get accommodation you might often on Twitter as well there's there's a few different hashtags that kind of uh, like job fairy um, that's obviously for jobs but it's, uh, hashtags like that that yeah. uh, people are looking for flatmates and house shares and stuff like that Do you have any moments of your off-campus accommodation that stick out for you in a positive way? Oh God um, <laughs> not that I can say on the radio Debbie <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, a good time. Let's just. <laughs> I know there was one uh, when I was in Waterford. There um, was something very good for nights out because, of course, you're going to be going to college. Um, nights out are always going to be a part of it. And something along the lines of finding accommodation that is along the routes of buses is very, very helpful as well. Um, Great be- tip. Yes, yeah. by getting home safe. Um, it's a very smart way to do it. Or if there are. Um, private places as well because I know in Waterford before there was um, a bus that would come to the apartment blocks of students that would be like two euro to head into the nights out and then bring you back home safely as well so some things like that are always helpful to just be aware of before you head over to college for the first time Absolutely Um, another one especially with the the colleges with bigger campuses um, 
a huge factor can be what side of the campus and um, the accommodations yes. on because you could be suddenly adding four uh, uh, the difference between a 40 minute walk and a 10 minute walk to your to your lecture in the morning and there and back you know it's a huge difference so have a look at maybe where what if you're applying for a specific course where that faculty or where that um say it's in computer science where the computer science building is where the business building is and looking at what what side the the accommodation of is on on that campus or or mm-hmm. relating to the campus um, another top tip there <laughs> that one I think because um, you can on the bigger campuses they can take a long time to walk across if you are on the opposite side yeah I know that was one of my fears as well because um I remember going to when I was in Spain the college had like one place that was on the basically in another town and you had to know before going going okay am I definitely going to the right place or is it going to be a 40 minute cycle or is it going to be a 10 minute cycle and just trying to find the difference between those yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So lots of little bits like that to kind of take into consideration. Um, again, so many variables, but there's loads of information on Spawn Out around kind of your rights and checklists to look out for. Um, again, Threshold are a great resource to look at. Your student union welfare, welfare officer is also a great person to contact if you kind of want advice around um, accommodation or areas around the college. Um, and friends and or family who have kind of uh, live in the area or go to that college as mm. well can usually offer a pretty a pretty good direction on on those kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jack Deacon from Spun Out, thank you very much uh, for coming on Zoom call again. Uh, you'll be back on the radio as well um, next Tuesday talking about more tips and tricks as well uh, as we're heading into uh, the new year, the new chapter of many people's lives um, in secondary school. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Debbie. Life after the LC on Beat.